Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Technology Leaders. Hello and welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Atlanta Technology Leaders. I'm your host today, Ryan Redhawk McPherson. Today is November 12th, 2015, and we are broadcasting live from the fantastic Regis Executive Suites here in sensational Sandy Springs, Georgia. Today is a special spotlight episode of Atlanta Technology Leaders, and we are featuring WIT, Women in, Women in Technology, the Atlanta chapter. So we welcome to the studio, back again, Executive Director of WIT, Sandy Welfare. How are you, Sandy? I'm doing very well, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure, and uh, we look forward to the conversation here today. But let's also introduce our other in-studio guest. Uh, we have... With us in studio, Janet Barnard with uh, Mannheim. How are you doing, Janet? Very good. Thank you, Ryan. I'm happy to be here. Good deal. And you are also co-chair for the Women of the Year Awards 2015. Yes, I am here with my sidekick today. Okay, and we are going to talk about that in a little more detail. But let's also introduce Jackie Brider from the Guazetta Business School. She is COO over there. And how are you doing, Jackie? I'm great. Thanks, Ryan. Can I just really call you Red Hawk? You can. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, I love that. Just Red Hawk. That's Red fine. Hawk. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> All right. So remind our listeners, you can follow us on Twitter at Business Radio X. Uh, today we're using the hashtag Atlanta Technology Leaders. So look for us there on the social media. All right, Sandy. So what's new and exciting with you and WIT Atlanta? Well, I will tell you that WIT has a lot going on this week, mainly because our Women of the Year Awards is next Thursday. So we're very excited to celebrate the fabulous nine women who are our finalists. And then we've just finished our uh, WIT careers at uh, Emory Continuing Education, and we've had a fantastic year of over 30 women uh, going to the various uh, programs through Develop Self, Manage Others, and Master Leadership. So it's been a great time for us. Yeah, no, we touched on that the last couple of times you were in studio, and uh, it's great to hear that it's been a success and looking forward to more of that in 2016. Um, so, but the Women of the Year Awards coming up uh, November 19th, presented by Cox Automotive, will be down to Georgia Aquarium. Can people still get tickets for that? People can still get tickets, and we may actually sell a few more tables as well. So, yes, availability. So sponsorship still available? Absolutely. Tickets are still available. We encourage people to go out there and enjoy a fantastic evening of awards. And break it down for some of the awards. You have a lot. You said nine nominees, but different categories. Correct. What are those categories? So the categories start from small organizations to medium and education organizations and then large organizations. So we really want it to be a fair assessment for those who are competing against each other. Right, but that's the same kind of role that each uh, participant is playing in those organizations based upon the size uh, of their company, right? I mean, many of them are in technology, but there are several who are in the medical field as well. So it gives you a very good mix of science, technology, engineering, and math. And that's a good, good way for us to celebrate the women of STEM. What type of people will be attending this event? Who should we see in the crowd out there this evening? There will be all types of people there, but a lot of executives who are wanting to come out and support their uh, talent and their um, female leaders. And I think that's the key component to all of this is that we get to the end of the year and we're celebrating um, all that we've achieved for the year. But these women have achieved some great success in their personal and professional careers, and that's what we're there to celebrate. I also see a note here that you'll be awarding the Girl of the Year Award. Tell us about that, please. Yes. Uh, Teo Welch will be our Girl of the Year for 2015, and she is fabulous. And it's really good to see someone um, so young be just a dynamo in terms of knowing what 
she wants to do and she wants to go into data analytics and i'm thinking wow who would even <laughs> think about that at age 17 but there you go yeah so sounds like some very special things happening this year 2015 wit women of the year awards tickets are still available sponsorships are still available um, and uh, do you have you already have your dress picked out for what you're going to be wearing? I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. I bet you are. Absolutely. Yeah, so you, you're all over it and prepared because it's Done. coming up uh, quickly. And one so, week. Yeah, one, one week. week. Um, and what is about the total number of participants you expect this year? We're currently up to about 770 coming to is the that event. Right. So this will be the largest ever. The so largest. This will be yeah. uh, quite a spectacular event for us. But the Georgia Aquarium knows how to make it fabulous for all of the guests that we'll be. Yeah. I'm hosting there in one week time. So it grows year after year. How long have you been doing this? So this is my second year being okay. at Women of the Year. So last year, I believe they were at uh, 600. And so uh -huh. yeah, seeing, so seeing some, seeing some, some increase. How growth. long has the award ceremony been around? This is our 16th year doing so the actual awards. Yeah, so been around for a long time here in Atlanta. People look forward to it year after year. And also, it just continues to grow with the attendance, participants, as well as sponsors Absolutely. Uh, every year. So we encourage our listeners to go to mywit.org to sign up for WIT's Women of the Year uh, Awards presented by Cox Automotive, November 19th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the beautiful Georgia Aquarium in downtown Atlanta. So, uh, all right, Jackie and Janet, you guys uh, are getting ramped up for the event yourself. Uh, what's it like being a co-chair uh, this year? Well, Jackie's the pro here. <laughs> um, I think this is your third year, right, Jackie? It is, it is. Yeah. I haven't so, gotten it right yet. Yeah. Maybe this year. <laughs> So we're uh, we're we're both very excited to do it, and for me, it's my first year um, after experiencing the event the event for the first time last year, which was mm -hmm. just um, just overwhelmingly positive on all fronts. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, so the goals uh, for the 2015 Women of the Year event are just to highlight uh, the the ladies out there who are making a difference in the technology space all across the Metro Atlanta area. Absolutely, right. and I and I think that as a co-chair, if we're still talking about the co-chair's role in doing that, it's a great responsibility to make sure that those people, those finalists and their families and their friends um, remember this event and know that it was something really special that they've been able to accomplish. And I think the most important thing that we can do, Janet, is make it fun. Mm -hmm. Because who wants to go to a boring event? So we promise it will be fun. That's right. Bring out the cowbells. Absolutely. Right? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> more cowbells, more fun. Right. Uh, and so you won the award last year. Is that right? Yeah, I was one of the, one of the uh, three winners in the large enterprise category. And how did and that impact your career over the last year? <laughs> well, um, this should double the applicants coming in next year because I was promoted a month later. Is that right? <laughs> a month later, after winning 2014 Women of the Year Award, you were promoted. That's right. That's and right. Wit takes full credit. That's right. Yeah. As you should. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well-deserved. Uh, but over the last year, what are some of the benefits that came with winning that award for you personally as well as professionally? Yeah, so, um, so I had been um, aware of and kind of peripherally involved in Wit chapters in other places I've lived. I've kind of lived all over the country and um, never more impressed than, than the chapter I've seen here. And that is, that is the honest truth. I'm not saying that just because we happen to be on radio here in Atlanta, um, a very active chapter. And, um, and, uh, so personally, um, I've met fantastic people, um, Jackie and Sandy and many more. Um, I've had lots of follow-up conversations with people that I've met through WIT about, um, you know, someone who's maybe looking for some career advice or, or in some cases, yes, someone who's looking for a job. Uh, 
So, um, so there's, there are connections made both personally and professionally with the, with the people in the organization and, and all the people you see at the event. Um, and, uh, in, in our space in, in automotive where I work, um, you know, Atlanta's really becoming quite a hub for automotive as, as we all know, Mercedes just moved here, Porsche moved here, um, uh, Cox Automotive that I'm a part of is, is expanding and growing and, and, um, you know, there's, there's nothing that happens in this world that doesn't require technology and technology people. Uh, so WIT really does provide some uh, fantastically well-trained and experienced uh, resources for, for those important roles that we all need. So from a recruiting standpoint, uh, it's, a, it's a great pool of talent. Um, and then from a, from a perspective of just getting... Um, you know, our name out as a company, um, being a part of the various events that, that WIT puts on and me personally and others in the company participating. It's a wonderful, um, you know, kind of uh, free publicity for, <laughs> That's good. for your, your company. Of course, we do make sponsorship donations, so, uh, but a great return on investment for that. Right. And so for our listeners who don't know, uh, Janet Barnard is president with Mannheim North America, right. which is part of Cox Automotive Group. Right. And what do you do for exactly for folks out there in the business world? Yeah. So this is uh, Mannheim is not a household name unless you happen to be a car dealer. Mm -hmm. And if you're a car dealer or you have, you've ever been uh, affiliated with one, you will know the name Mannheim. It's the world's largest provider of uh, inventory remarketing services. So from the day a car becomes a used car, um, will help a dealer, not the consumers directly. We're all wholesale, so we'll help a dealer buy or sell that car, um, and and um, provide logistic services and and uh, reconditioning services, almost anything that the dealer needs. And then we also are a conduit in this marketplace for sellers, large commercial sellers like lease companies and banks and rental companies and manufacturers. We work with all the uh, OEMs in, in the world, really, mm -hmm. at some level to um, provide strategies for them to, to make their business better. Right. So you're providing a very useful service to a lot of uh, industry professionals out there in the, in the automotive world right. uh, that they need for sure. And so what are your personal thoughts and professional thoughts on the automotive industry here in Atlanta? Why is it so good and growing? And where do you see it going in the years to come? Yeah, it's uh, it really is exciting for us to see um, certainly what's happening within our within our own company. We just made a, a pretty significant acquisition of a company called Dealer Track, which um, doubles the number of brands we have under the Cox Automotive banner, others that you'll recognize well uh, as a consumer's auto trader, Kelly Blue Book. Um, so our own company is certainly expanding. Of course, Cox Enterprises, which is our parent company, is a longtime um, uh, Atlanta headquartered company. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we love being here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm also involved in... Um, uh, some of the, the chamber organizations around the area and the state. And, and, um, and I know personally, from personal experience, that the business leaders in this state and the organizations that support the business leaders um, really believe in making this a great state to do business um, on many levels. And, um, you know, the, some, of the, some of our partners in the industry, like Mercedes and Porsche, could have chosen to put their 
headquarters anywhere, mm-hmm. um, and they chose Atlanta. And I think it's it's really the business friendly climate, and the talent that um, organizations like Wit churn out. <laughs> um, yes. You know, you it, it's a it's a great place to be. I love the South personally. I didn't grow up here, but as the as the saying is, I got here as fast as I could, uh-huh. <laughs> and um, and it's a great place to live. But it's also a great environment for for business because of the talent and favorable conditions. Well, I know Atlanta is certainly glad to have you as a resident now, and um, I am a born and raised here in Atlanta, and I love this town, and it seems to be growing year after year, um, and just can't be, you know, more proud of uh, the city I'm from, but uh, are there many other women executives like you in the automotive industry? (laughs) Well, it's a growing number, which is wonderful. Um, Many of you have read the stats. If if you look at the the data, um, women influence at least 80% of the decisions made in the household. Mm -hmm. Obviously, buying transportation is a huge decision, probably the second biggest one in the household. And uh, so making sure that that we reflect um, the clients that we serve is important at Cox. Um, We probably have some work to do you know, throughout the industry, this, the, the women are still, you know, a minority in the industry, but, um, but I can tell you there's probably never been a better time to be in it because it's, it's truly transforming. Um, it, 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 this is perhaps one of the last industries on earth who hasn't completely gone digital. Okay. And, uh, and so we're, you know, working with dealers to do that and make that consumer experience much better. And uh, and when it comes to to uh, putting great experiences together and really understanding what makes consumers tick, you have to have all the thought and and viewpoints at the table to to do it the right way to appeal to the masses. Yeah. Well, hopefully there is a young girl out there in the Wit Atlanta pipeline who is waiting to take your position uh, when she gets older. We'd love to have her. Because I know they're grooming She's sitting right here. (laughs) 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 Taya, where are you? (laughs) Well, Jackie is the CEO and CIO of Guazetta Business School at Emory University and also a Wit Inc. board member. You serve as the secretary. Is that right? That's correct. How has that role been for you? It's been great. I've been uh, very involved with WIT since winning Woman of the Year. They do uh, suck you in right away, <laughs> which is fantastic, and I highly encourage it. Uh, so I uh, started out as a uh, as the co-chair for Woman of the Year, mm-hmm. and then I was asked to be on the board. And um, as a member of the board, I started to get involved with the Careers and Action Program, which you were discussing in your last show, mm-hmm. which has been a huge success and we're just really very proud of. Yes. And then this year I was uh, asked to help uh, step up into a leadership role. And so I was willing to do that. It's been a long time since I've taken meeting minutes, but I think I'm getting better at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. They're um, excellent. They're, <laughs> thanks, thank you, Sandy. We need that positive confirmation. That's, <laughs> that's what WIT is all about. No doubt. So um, I love being a part of WIT in, in all different different ways, whether it be co-chairing, whether it be on the board, whether it be attending events. I just, I get a lot out of um, participating. Well, not to put you on the spot here, but did you reach out through the uh, business school there at Emory to be, uh, have them step up and be part of WIT? Or were they already a part of WIT and you came on into that role and you just kind of, uh, uh, you know, assume the position there with the business school? So the... <laughs> Not to put me on the spot. Thanks. Uh, well, I, well, no, my question <laughs> yeah, really is, yeah. they've been doing this prior to you coming. So I think, you know, the Gisborne Business School was has always been a um, great partner in the community and has looked for ways to engage more. And so there was probably some starts and stops with organizations like WIT. It wasn't as strong of a relationship as it is since I became involved. I'm That's not good. certainly That's taking credit for that. Right. But, um, you should. 
But mm-hmm. I think um, we have brought an awareness and our admissions team is really the team that has helped to focus on bringing what because what a business school and our MBA program can offer to the participants and to the members of of WIT in terms of professional development and growth and how that can help you. So right. I give I, them a lot of credit. I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely deserve the credit. And so do you uh, for continuing to spearhead this operation over there with the uh, Guazetta Business School and their partnership with WIT and the continuing education program that they're offering all across some of the Emory campuses here in the metro. Yeah, one, one thing I forgot to mention, so I do need to have one more plug about it, is that we have been offering a scholarship to our executive MBA program. And this year we have two scholarship winners that we will be uh, highlighting at the Women of the Year event next Thursday. So okay. we're excited about that. Excellent. So uh, we'd love to uh, have them in the studio, perhaps, uh, to hear about their, their, what it's like to win the scholarship and mm-hmm. have them share their testimony here on the Business Radio X Network Airways. We would love that. So, uh, But for you personally, what is it like, Ben, to have been awarded that uh, 2014 Women of the Year Award? And then through the year, you know, what have you done? What are some of the highlights for you uh, being, uh, being able to help hold that title? You know, it's it's tough handing the title off. And Janet, you'll feel that this year when you have to hand that off <laughs> to somebody else. It was wonderful. I mean, it's just a it's such an amazing event and it's such a supportive audience where when you're when you win, your name is called. Uh, it's really hard to explain what mm-hmm. that feels like. Uh, and then when you get back to the office and your teams are so supportive of what you've done and accomplished together. And so it's just been a it's been a great couple of years uh, for me. Winning Woman of the Year has really helped me engage with the Atlanta business community a lot more than I would have um, had I not. And so when I moved into the Gazwetta Business School four years ago, it was very intentional for me to to do that, to become more engaged with Atlanta. Prior to that, I'd been traveling. I really wasn't here very much. So I really didn't feel like I knew what the organizations were and how to get involved and give back. And after winning Woman of the Year, that was really what catapulted me into getting more involved with organizations such as WIT, such as Europe, such as GCLA and, and mm-hmm. others. So um, so for me, it's been about community involvement personally. Um, for the school, it's been a lot about um, our visibility, our ability to help other women grow in their careers and, and their education and so forth. So it's been an uh, all-around win for everybody. Is it on your business card now? So your name, your title, and then you know, winner of Women, WIT Woman of the Year Award. I, I have a special business card yeah. that says that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Can, we, can we sell the licensing? Can we sell the licensing and, and make more money for our program? Yeah, be proud of it. You know, want people to know. and It's like a title that uh, you know, always hold. And, and I imagine the feeling is a lot like winning the Super Bowl when they call your name and you walk up there that everything just kind of fades in the background and you're just glowing and happy with, you know, enthusiasm and then it just all goes away. But, uh, you know, that moment will always stick with you. So. Where's the ring? If it's like yeah. the Super Bowl, where's yeah, our where's the Super Bowl ring? ring. <laughs> we'll find a special tiara for you. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. And uh, a question for you also, are there any other COOs or CIOs or many uh, females like yourself in the higher education fields? I wish the answer to that question was yes. That's why WIT exists, is the answer to the question is no. Mm. And, um, you know, it, it's very representative. Higher education and the technology organizations are pretty representative of other technology organizations where it's predominantly men. Um, there are certainly um, women in leadership roles and in individual contributor roles. I'm a part of a group that gets together twice a year, and it's the CIOs for the top 25 business schools. And of those top 25, there's um, only two or three women in the group. So we're talking 10, 15 percent. Mm-hmm. So you're still seeing that we need to do some more work. Yes, lots of work to be done. Right. But isn't there something in the pipelines for that from WIT in 2020, 50-50 by 2020? Isn't that a program you guys are working on, Sandy? Right. So a part of the overall strategy for WIT is for us to make Georgia one of the highest 
the, one of the states with the highest number of women in the STEM fields. But we really have to focus on companies who are wanting to say, I'm going to be 50-50 by 2020, meaning that their hiring in the next few years is going to be as balanced as possible between male versus females. Ah, very good. So we're talking with uh, three great guests here today. Sandy Welfare, Executive Director of Women in Technology. Janet Barnard, President of Mannheim North America. America and Jackie Bryder, COO and CIO of Wazetta Business School at Emory University. Um, they're talking about the Women of the Year Awards coming up November 19th down at the Georgia Aquarium, presented by Cox Automotive. You can get tickets now at mywit.org for more information there. Uh, so we definitely encourage our listeners to get involved somehow, some way, and show your support for the great community and the great event that's going on after uh, are down there at the Georgia Aquarium. Now, after that, what, what do you have planned for 2016? Some things on the horizon for WIT, um, some new new events or uh, things that people can be on the lookout for? I mean, we're, of course, going to be looking at um, 2016 as a continue, continuation of some of the good work that we started in uh, this current year and mainly around uh, the development of women. I think our partnership with Emory Continuing Education is something that we want to see spring semester as well as fall semester because the more we're developing uh, these women in their current careers, the more their companies are feeling the return on, on investment for developing the next generation of leaders. Next generation of leaders and getting more of a diverse workforce out there, Absolutely. particularly in the science and technology arena. And Janet, can we get your thoughts on that? Why it's so important to have a diverse workforce? Right. Um, so, you know, I, I echo these ladies' comments about the work left to be done and, uh, and, you know, I think uh, one of the things that I've seen that's that's most powerful in really starting to move that needle is is when especially young girls. And I think the research has shown that we really have to start much younger. And 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 wit is a big part of that with girls influencing in them into STEM uh, uh, vocations. And um, but the but the thing that really moves the needle, I think, is when someone sees someone that looks like them mm-hmm. in those roles. And when you um, are young, and I I remember some of this feeling, you know, when you're young and you look around you and you don't see someone like you in a certain role, um, you, you almost assume that it's not for you and that there's a reason why um, people like you aren't there. So um, the power of actually having it happen um, and having people see that it can happen is just incredibly strong, which is what makes things like Women of the Year um, so, so important because um, a lot of these great women that win, I wish, you know, I wish I knew them all. And I'm always uh, I'm always amazed that that I don't. Well, that's because you know, they're working every day and they're playing their role and things like Women of the Year really highlights them to the community and to young girls that are looking to, um, or, or that maybe never considered a, a, a career path in technology. Well, when you were younger and you were challenged uh, with your career path, was there someone along the way who helped you or gave you good advice to you know, continue, uh, you know, fighting for the position you have today? Well, I think, you know, um, it seemed that when I was in in high school, as an example, um, you know, I did always kind of had have this interest in business um, that just kind of intrigued me. I had um, older sisters; some of them, one of them owns, you know, founded and runs her own business. And um, and fast forward uh, from there, 
um, technology is just a part of everything we do. And, you know, that became pretty evident over time. Um, I, I, I joke sometimes because we, in our company, we have a, a, a software group, a, a business group of businesses we call the software group. And I say, well, we're all software. <laughs> so I don't know how you have a group, but, um, so technology touches everything and, and it's a critical component of running a business and running a business is what I was always really interested in doing. And, uh, technology is what makes it run profitably Yes, and what, uh, creates products and services that appeal to your clients. You, yeah. you can't, uh, have a successful business without that today. Yeah, technology is so important. Right. I mean, back when I started, you know, we, we called the precursor data processing. This was not <laughs> an exciting career at the time. But once technology started to actually be what fuels the services that you provide to your clients, um, it got much more interesting. That's good. And Jackie, what about you? As you were growing up and uh, were interested in uh, business and such, uh, did you find it challenging along the way? And then to be in the position you are today, what were some of the key steps that you took that you, you know, kept you encouraged? Yeah. I actually came from it from the technology slant and then became involved in business. So I think we went a little bit of the uh, opposite mm -hmm. place and, uh, and ended up maybe close to the same place. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and so I had in, you know, growing up, I just, I was one of the kids in the neighborhood that actually had a computer and actually sat down and played with it. And um, not so much into the video games, but, but certainly into coding uh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, remember the days of Atari and yeah. the 386 and all right. those. I'm Texas aging myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so I enjoyed math and science. And as I was uh, leaving high school, I went into engineering. I found, um, I, I, I found this thing called industrial engineering that as a kid, how would you know what that is? Like, you just wouldn't know. No. And it sounds, um, it doesn't sound all that much fun, but when I learned about it as I was in school, it absolutely fit everything about my personality. So if you know anything about industrial engineering, you'll know about my personality. <laughs> so, um, and it was, it's, it's about the business processes, it's about automation, it's about computer-aided um, manufacturing, which mm -hmm. is um, how you run a business and That's how right. things can be profitable. And so I just absolutely um, loved it and ended up starting to work for AT&T, which um, was a fantastic company, I was there for 12 years and they treated me wonderful. So I uh, had a lot of opportunity there and I went back, I started to go back to school to get my master's in engineering. And I was doing that. I was working full-time. It's a little bit difficult to get a master's in engineering in a full-time program when you're working full-time. And life happens, as, um, as it does for all of us. As, um, and so took a little bit of time off from school, and then a few years later went back and got my uh, master's in uh, business. So okay. I went back to the Gizwoda Business School. I'm actually a graduate okay. alum of the executive nice. MBA program. And so that's how I started to blend the technology and business together. And I think having done that, having added the technical aspect or having that as sort of my foundation and then adding the business, I think does build a well-rounded person for the future because business and technology are no longer these two separate things. It's just pervasive in a way that you have to understand both in order to be successful. And so I think that's one of the key factors that, um, that has helped me. And that's certainly what we provide at the business school. Very insightful. And thank you so much for sharing. Any encouraging thoughts you may have for a young listener out there who's, uh, other than going and signing up with WIT Atlanta and getting involved with their programming, something they can do now to keep them on that path to success like yourself? I think an encouraging thought would, for me would be just, if you enjoy it, do it. Mm -hmm. Have fun with it. Um, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. 
um, just because you're not supposed to, and that's not what a young girl might do. They might not be the ones to sit down and, and build a robot. Um, I would say do it if that's what you like, if that's what you're good at, and explore lots of different options. You're, you're not um, forced into one particular place just because you may start out in uh, engineering and then you want to go into business or maybe you want to do something in medical. I mean, there's a lot of options out there, so so check everything out. Yeah, just stick with it. Like you said, yeah. the uh, doors will open that you can't even imagine are available to you if you just stick, you know, stick to working right. hard and to what you love. I didn't know I'd be in higher education, and I certainly didn't know, uh, you know, starting out engineering that I'd end up leading um, various technology right. organizations. And you didn't know so. you'd be on Business Radio X for a second time. Uh, exactly. Right, and here you are. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then, you know, there's one thing I would I wanted to circle back to as okay. Janet was talking about um, the diversity in the workforce and we have to start earlier and that's one of the things that WIT does but I think what's also so unique about WIT is that we don't just start earlier with the girls and WIT on campus. Where we're losing women in the workforce is early career. So it's, it's we can build the pipeline and we can build a pipeline of young girls and we can build a pipeline of college age women that are going to go out and move into technology and STEM careers. But if we can't keep them in the workforce in those careers, it's not going to help us. So that's what I think I find so unique about WIT is that it, it really does hit on all aspects from, as we say, from the classroom to the boardroom right. um, through professional development and through different programs. And I think we can't miss that aspect of it. No, WIT careers, uh, helping them get continuing education and, and certificates in all those fields can only help them uh, stay on a great path uh, that they are already on. Uh, so certainly encouraged there. And uh, and what about you, Janet? Any encouraging words for the young listeners out there who may be struggling with some thoughts about which way to go with their with their passion in life? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I didn't realize when I was younger is all the help that's out there. So I would just say, you know, talk to your teacher, talk to your parents, talk to someone your parents know uh, who are in technology and in these STEM careers and just sit down with them and ask questions about what they do and what's interesting about it. Um, because look, any, any path to a successful career in business is difficult. It's, uh, there are days when, you know, you want to throw up your hands and you think the barriers are too big and we've all, we all have those stories. Um, but, um, I think mostly I want the young listeners to know that there's help out there. Right. So if you're doubting yourself, if you're unclear, if you think you should know what you want and you don't go talk to someone, we, we all want to help you. So take advantage of the help that's out there that's right. and don't be afraid to follow your dream and, and chase it down and, uh, and make it be, make it yours and come to life. So that's uh, certainly insightful thoughts and encouraging for our listeners out there. Um, so remind Ryan, our, yes, yeah, Sandy. The one thing I wanted to point point out is because as I've gone through the various stages of my career, I think there's so many young women that may not know the resources that are available to them. And so an organization like Women in Technology is there. But there's so many different levels of support. And I think if they just go out and seek them, uh, to me, that would be what helps them get propelled into the next, um, you know, the next interim of whatever excites them. Because... If we were to, I mean, I'm probably the youngest of this group. I'm 29. And, um, <laughs> I'm 26. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm second oldest. Um, but if I were to think about what I had, and I turn 50 next month, but if I were to think about the resources that I would have had at the age that these girls are at now, I probably would be beyond uh, ecstatic in terms of where my career would go. It took me a lot of hard lessons, jump on that pad, you know, go from here, go from there. I think going international really helped me a lot. But at the same time, 
there's so many resources for these young women that as they see the models of these two women who are in the audience, in the uh, room with us today, this is the model that they need to see so that they're thinking, I can be a CIO, I can be a COO, I can be a president. And I think to me, it's the exposure to that that is key for all of the young people today. So maybe also not just getting the word out to the young girls out there, but the people that are influencing young women, like Absolutely. teachers, coaches, right. parents, community members. Everyone. Everyone should know about WIT right. and the programs they have to offer and the different layers and depth that people can go to uh, if they just get involved. Absolutely. Right. And all, to that point, uh, um, I, I'll offer another example um, that I thought was a great community effort. So the Sandy Springs School District recently asked you know, if they could come and bring their um, administrators and some of their educators into uh, Cox Automotive and just kind of be, a, you know, business person for the day. Uh, schools have principal for the day yeah. where CEOs can go and be principal. And this was the reverse. Um, so that so that the people who are educating our kids every day can have an inside and close close look at the the leadership and the... Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the output of the businesses that they're educating the kids for. And um, I, you know, we just talked about everyday life, but for um, the educators that came to talk with us about it, they said it was just tremendously helpful um, to know what we emphasize and what we think about and what we look for. No, you're right. And that's a great point to how, you know, we are so connected in a world today with internet and phones and such, but in a lot of ways we're disconnected mm -hmm. from our own neighbors and just getting face to face with them to know what's out there. Um, and that's a great program that the Sandy Springs uh, School Board is mm -hmm. doing, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, from grade school all the way uh, to upwards. So that's, that's great. Right. So we encourage our listeners to go to mywit.org, get signed up for WIT's Women of the Year Awards presented by Cox Automotive, November 19th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Georgia Aquarium. Sandy, what's that night going to look like for you? Are you going to get started early, hang out late? What, what do you got planned for that evening? I'll be running around, I'm sure, uh, just trying to make sure that the guests have a fabulous time. We're there to honor these nine women, and that to me is the uh, biggest piece is that for those who win, They'll be going home extremely ex excited. Mm -hmm. And for those who uh, may not win, it's still a celebration of what they have achieved. And we don't need to, uh, we don't want them to leave not feeling as if they've not been celebrated. That's a fantastic point. Yeah, you may not name, might not be called for, as a winner, but you'll be enjoying the evening and being recognized by some of your peers in the community just as well. Absolutely. And uh, definitely look forward to that. And Janet, what is that evening looking like for you? You're going to get started early, stay out late. Somewhere along the way. What is co-chair? What do you have you know, yeah. on the agenda that night? Well, Jackie and I are going to start out the <laughs> evening doing an interpretive dance. Oh, right. <laughs> dancing. I knew <laughs> dancing would be involved. We have, we have outfits picked out. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to try to make it fun. And uh, with Jackie's experience and her wit, I have no, 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 uh, doubt, about no doubt about that, yeah. that we'll be able to do that. Um, because we do want to honor, honor the accomplishments of these women uh, but that doesn't mean it has to be all stiff and somber, right? Yeah, no, so, dancing so, is allowed. Right, uh, dancing is allowed. allowed. Yes. On the way up Our, to the stage, on the way down, <laughs> however you want to celebrate, it's right. up to you. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because it really is just a huge and overwhelming honor. Um, so we, we do want to make it fun um, and ensure what Sandy just said, that, that every single finalist in the room feels incredibly celebrated and honored. And you know, I think one of the um, meaningful portions of the night is when each winner um, gives some remarks that often includes a little bit about their story. And uh, I just 
think it's really great to hear a little bit about that. Another great example for our girls and women out there to to hear that um, you can come from anywhere and do yes. this. You don't you don't have to have a privileged childhood. You right. don't you know uh, you can you can make great strides in this field because of your talent and your perseverance and willingness to to just go for it and learn. Mm-hmm. Right, and I hope for uh, the Women of the Year Awards that it doesn't end there, that they, they continue on um, relishing in being awarded, recognizing for the entire year, and uh, everywhere they go, it's a, it's a recognition that they hold proud and, and truly are honored to have. So um, that's, that's great that it's going to be coming up here real soon. And, uh, and Jackie, for you, what are going to be some highlights for you that evening? Well, you know, you have to start with the outfit. Okay. And the red carpet. Okay. Yeah. You got to be ready to have be photographed. It it is certainly a big responsibility in terms of wanting to make sure that we balance the um, respect for what the night is and what it brings and why it's so important to this audience and to the finalists and that. Um, it was a rigorous process to become a finalist. Mm-hmm. It's no joke. So just to make it to the so finalist. Just to make it to yes, the finalist. Right. A big, it's quite an achievement. It really is. And so to make sure that people understand what those women had to go through to get to that place, um, not just through this process of nomination and forms and interviews and, and everything else they've had to do, but it was that's all the culmination of all the stuff that they've accomplished in their careers. And so it's a, it's a lot of work, and we want to make sure that we respect that and honor that. Um, at the same time... It's a celebration. Mm -hmm. And so we want to have fun, as Janet said. Um, I think it's a bit like a wedding where it's sort of a blur. You're like, what happened? (laughs) And do I really remember? Some people are happy. Some people are sad. Some people, but everybody has a good time. The food's always great. And so um, so I'm looking forward to it. It's um, going to be a lot of fun. Well, good. Please do come back and visit us and tell us all about it here um, on the uh, Atlanta Technology Leaders radio show. And Sandy, uh, once again, thank you so much for coming in here and uh, being a gracious co-host, helping me out, introducing us to fabulous guests like Janet and Jackie here today. Um, And thank you listeners for supporting us and make sure you're following us on Twitter and on Facebook, Business Radio X. Um, So if your company is doing something interesting to genuinely serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page at businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We will see you on the radio. Make your next event more engaging with live radio, powered by Business Radio X. Learn more at radioinmybooth.com.